Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. Welcome to episode 26 of the official Red Sox podcast, Inside the Monster, with myself, Steve Peralt, and Joey Capone. The Red Sox have won yet another series and are 13-4 and in June. How you doing, Joey? Ooh, I'm doing all right. I wish that feeling invigorated me a little bit more. It's been a long weekend. It's we can just be straightforward about it. There's no, there's no point in trying to hide it. Yeah. You know, we're not going to load up on coffee here pre-episode. And, oh, look at us. We're all good to go. We're reeling. We're rolling. It was a long weekend. It was a long weekend. It was. It was. Uh, Joey and I went out on, on Saturday with some friends. It was an enjoyable time after the ball game. Went to game on. Game on's interesting. Interesting setup down there. I still, ever since Baseball Tavern... Has not been a thing. I just don't have a go-to bar by Fenway, which is kind of unfortunate. But mm-hmm. um, that that setup's okay, and Cask is solid. There's just a lot of solid setups, I would say, uh, on on Lansdowne. Yeah, I mean, Game On is so not my my kind of joint. No, and you I had was... warned me about it. You're like, oh, it's just like loud and hot and crowded. And I was like, <laughs> that sounds like every bar. What are you talking about? No, it is the loudest place you've ever been. It's the hottest place you've ever been, and you've never been so crowded in your life. It's just a, a sweaty... Oh, it was awful. It was awful. It was fun. I had a good time with you, buddy. Don't get me wrong, pal. Yeah. But yeah. my goodness, my clothes were vibrating. It was so loud. Yeah. So no, yeah, that... I still got to find the right joint. I, got, I have a very specific level of fun I want to have at a bar. I don't need it to be the night of my life, Yeah. You know, which is what Game On feels like it's trying to do. It feels but, like it's uh, trying to do it. Yeah, that's that's the way to put it. It's not doing it. It's trying to do it. It's trying really hard to be like, I'm your best friend, right? <laughs> I'm your best friend, and this is the most fun you've ever had? It's like, you yeah, really dude, enjoy I, this, yeah. right? You're having fun. This is fun, right? Yeah, the music's loud, and that means fun is happening. I can turn it up, dude. I can turn it up. Do you want it louder? <laughs> do you want to never hear anything again? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that element of it is is interesting. But the Red Sox, man, they're buzzing. I mean, yeah. that was Saturday that game stunk. That was that awful. was just that was just an absolute stinker, yeah. which makes it a little easier on us when we're at the old ball yard to just kind of mm-hmm. relax and you know just take in the monster. We're talking to Colin up there on the monster. Colin's the best, 
super nice dude and he's always great to us and yeah just hanging out with some friends you know having a fun time and it's not you're not like watching every pitch like oh they better they better get on and then you know jd better drive them in it's like nah it's 11 to 2 and you know they're gonna lose It, it makes it easy yeah, and there were a couple Cardinals fans out there that we got uh, we had the pleasure oh, yeah. of, of talking Fowler. with a little bit. Yeah, Dexter <laughs> Fowler. Uh, he was telling me that guy was telling me he drove to Boston from Indiana uh, for that game, and then was driving back today Sunday. Yeah, I don't. The, That's the one wild. fan thing I, I'm going to talk about a couple of fan etiquette things today at some point during the show, mm-hmm. but. One thing that I really hate, Joey, is the road fan that really needs you to know he's the fan of the team. Like, he he drove there. He flew there. Like, I am fan of the opposing team. Like, yeah, that's right, Goldie. Yeah, shut up. Like, I, I understand, like, the cheering and all that, but there's a specific type of cheering mm. where you need me. I don't care that you're a Cardinals fan. I don't give a damn. Like, you guys mm. are never here. And it's I got to be honest, most Cardinals fans are very low maintenance. So it's it's not like and this guy wasn't being that bad, but it was it's eleven to two in like the the top of the ninth, yeah. And somebody got a single, and he's like, "Yeah." It's like, I think right, he, dude. I, th- I honestly, after talking to that guy, I think he was doing that sarcastically. No, I'm uh, sure there I'm was sure. There, there was a guy in um in the Oakland series up in the pavilion that was I mean, oh my god, ta- really doing what you're talking about? Yeah. When he was clapping, he would stand and clap and turn. Look over both yeah. of his shoulders. It's like, yeah. a, you see me? You see I'm the bad guy here? You see me? And, and that's also, like, oh, I get it. Dude, you don't have the luxury of being the bad guy. You're an A's fan. Like, yeah. it's, it's one thing you, if you're a Cardinals guy or a fan of a first-place team. Mm-hmm. You're an A's fan. You you can't mm-hmm. be doing, like, the mocky thing. You can't even, when your team scores, you don't even have the luxury of rubbing it in because you're an A's fan. I so, know. like, that's... And it's no harm in being an A's fan. I'm just saying your team stinks. So it's like you can't, you know, you yeah. can't be rubbing that in. But but for oh, – I'm just saying with the Fowler guy, it, it, it was more of a – it's like, a you know, I need you to know that I'm a fan. And then he, he was good. We were we were chirping a little bit. It was a good back and forth. I think that was nice. Uh, nothing nothing crazy. I know, <laughs> I, was saying, I think Doogie got a single. In the ninth, and they're they're down mm-hmm. they're down eleven two. It's like uh oh, Fowler, Fowler's Look getting out. worried. Look Uh-oh. out! And he was he thought that was funny. So I'm like, all yeah. right, at least we can play into. I that. had only good interactions with cards fans, man. We had that, and then um, I was waiting in line to get uh, uh just a water or something. Yeah, I'm and sure. a guy came up to me, and he goes, "You got four quarters." <laughs> and I was like, "What's that?" And he's like, four quarters. I'm trying to get a crop many." And I was like, "What's that? I'm sorry. What do you What do you need the quarters for?" Trying he goes, what? I'm trying to get a crushed penny. <laughs> he wanted a crushed penny, and I was like, "Oh man, I wish I could help you. I don't like ask them." He's like, "I'll try to ask them. They said they don't have quarters. I'm trying to get me one of them crushed panties." And it sounds like I'm just making fun of Southern people no. as I'm doing this. That those are words that came out of his mouth. That's how he said it and what he said. No, that so. sounds like a real interaction. <laughs> All good interactions with Cards fans this week. They're weekend. low maintenance people, man. They're they're cool people, and I love that MLB rules are going to change. Where we're going to have more of these interleague uh, games, and mm. it's it's about damn time. I mean, it's taken forever to have some of the biggest fan bases, biggest teams, biggest players play in certain parks that they haven't. I mean, even Votto being here. It's been ages since Joey Votto was mm-hmm. here. Like, you go down the line with some of these teams, the Mets feel like they never play here. 
but and it felt like the Sox would play there a lot, but they would never yeah. play here. So I don't know. It's nice to have the Cardinals here. Uh, I think it was a cool series. It's a different kind of a buzz at mm. Fenway when you have a team that's not normally in Boston playing there, and you have a really like that fan base is legit, man. Cardinals fans travel, and they they really showed out for this series, so that was neat. But some general Sox notes here. We'll dive a little deeper into uh, specifics during the series, but. They have won five consecutive series, Joey. This team oh, yeah, is nine, have. one, and two in their last twelve series, including wins over the first place Astros and Cardinals. Like I mentioned off the top, Sox are thirteen and four in June. That's a seven sixty five winning percentage. Let me see what that would let me see what <laughs> that would pan out to be over the course of one sixty two. That's gotta be one twenty six. I think it's like one twenty five. Is it really? I think, let me see, 124 divided by 162 is 765. So the Sox, mm-hmm. if you just like take June, they're on pace to win 124 games this year. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Elaine said at the start of the year. I think she said, yeah, they're going to win like 124. So I think she was yeah. basing it off of what was obviously going to happen in June. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of what we're doing right now. That's where we're at. They, since May 13th, the Red Sox are 14 and 0. This is a, this is a great one from Justin here. Mm-hmm. I'm, and we should keep track of this one. This okay. is this is a really good one actually because there are certain stats where I'm like that's garbage. Like the the Red Sox are are ten and four when JD has a single and RBI and gets caught stealing mm. third. Like it's always something stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and this is very simple. Since May thirteenth, mm-hmm. that part of it's a little like eh, don't love it. But since May thirteenth, the Red Sox are fourteen and zero when Trevor Story has an RBI. Wow. I saw it was uh, like 18 and four on the year when he has an RBI. Which I think I we can realize. just stick with that. Like, I, I don't need that. You yeah. know, when you're talking to your buddy, you're like, actually, dude, since May 13th, like, what's the importance of May 13th? Like, who gives a damn? But yeah. I think that's. Sox win when Trevor bats are running. And isn't that what we were talking about, you know, last mm-hmm. show, where it's like when Trevor's story's cooking, it's a different kind of lineup. And to his credit, had, you know, a couple big hits in the series and. Seems to have found a groove. I mean, he really was flashing the leather out there. Really good series in the field. He reminds you that he makes some plays that are just not normal. The The plays above average are are way up there for Trevor Story. So that was impressive to see this, this series, especially when he had that tough play in the A's finale. You want him to bounce back a little bit, get a little revenge in the field. And he did that, which was good to see. We will talk Pavetta, but anything off the top here, Joey? Uh, from Game 3 in general? Just like from the series, general series reactions. I think every game had such a different vibe to it. I think we got to go one by one here, to be honest with you. Because, I would agree. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just so different. I mean, game one felt safe and then wasn't. Game two was yeah. over immediately. And game three, uh, game three was like a hard-fought, good win. It felt like if you, you know? played this series like twenty times, they would just alternate who wins the series. <laughs> like yeah. it would just, it would just go. Okay, Sox get this yeah. one. So obviously the Cardinals win two out of three. And I don't know if either mm-hmm. team would sweep. This this series did not have sweep energy at all. It was very like okay, these are balanced teams. Which if you're mm-hmm. the Red Sox, you come out of this series. Not only did you beat a first place team in the Cardinals, and they have a damn good lineup, dude. Yeah, they boppers. Do. And you don't see that with the National League team. I know we finally have Universal DH. It only took a million years for that. But you go down the line, they got some boppers. Even like Bader and some of these other guys are like, O'Neal is ripped. We were talking about that where Joey and I are down there getting some BP shots. 
And this guy, what, Tyler O'Neill, mm-hmm. is ripped out of his mind. Now, he shops at Baby Gap. Like, it's all, you know, it's the tight shirts and the tight pants and everything. So, like, yeah. he wants you to know. This is the kind of guy, not only does he have a jawline, but, like, the bone is just, like, popping out. Like, yeah, it's everything bleeding. Is, he's bleeding. He's it's, bleeding. It's popping through his skin. Do you know um, space bags? Did you ever have space bags? I don't think so. Moms use them a lot to like Moms. store your store your winter clothes. When oh yeah, you don't yeah, need yeah. Your you squeeze them. Yeah, and yeah, and it has like the vacuum <laughs> nozzle on it, That's so you can like vacuum here. out the air, <laughs> and then you can close it real quick. That's what he does with his clothes. <laughs> his clothes are vacuum sealed onto his body. He it looks like he has a straw like on his collar of his shirt. And he, <laughs> Is like inflating his own muscles, dude. It's he's it's like, honestly a little SpongeBob. silly looking. He's like that SpongeBob episode where he's just pumping up. I'm the a muscles. jerk. I'm yeah. a jerk. <laughs> the funny thing is, he looks like a nice guy. Yeah, like he yeah. has like a nice face, and he was signing autographs for Cardinals <laughs> fans. Like he has a well, nice guy face. Well, because he looks like Superman. That's he why you like, like, he's built like Superman. <laughs> if you if you guys just. Oh, my God. He's got his shirt off in one of these. This guy is ripped. If you just type in Tyler O'Neill on Google, this is when he gets pumped up. That's like scary. <laughs> this guy would have loved to be in the steroid era. This guy would have fit right in with Canseco and McGuire and all these guys. This dude. Yeah, this dude spends every summer at the beach. Like, not. And he spends every second at the gym. There are certain yeah. dudes that like. It's like, do you have a life, bro? Like, are you just you just do the gym the whole time? Is that is your social life like talking to the machines at the gym? Like, what are you, what are you doing, man? This is, wow, this guy's ripped. We're just gonna do a whole anyway, show on how Tyler anyway, O'Neill. Yeah. Anyway, what were you saying about him? Is so ripped. Now, just general reactions. We gotta talk Nick Pavetta. Yeah, Nikki Nikki Smooches is he's a baller, dude. Nick Pavetta is a guy that. You know what to expect. That's what I hated earlier in the season is that that wasn't the Pavetta we know. Like right. that wasn't the guy when he went out there and was kind of uncertain about his stuff and wasn't spotting things and was getting crushed by everybody. I'm like, this isn't mm. smooches. Like that was, you know, Philly Pavetta and, and the guy that would mm-hmm. not really have answers afterwards. The Nick Pavetta we've gotten in the last month and a half is the mm. guy that we expect to get consistently. And yeah. it has been super reassuring to have him step up, especially with Chris Sale out, especially with, you know, relying on a, a guy like Rich Hill, Michael Walker, to really fill out your starting rotation. Nick Pavetta, the, the phrase ace gets tossed around way too much, but he's mm-hmm. that dude in the rotation. He's he's the guy. So mm-hmm. maybe he's not an ace because everyone always has their specific criteria for what an ace is. But Nick Pavetta is that dude in the rotation, and if you want to do anything of relevance, you need that dude, and that's who he is. Yeah, and like you said, he lacked confidence for a bit. You could definitely seem like he was in his head there at the beginning of the year and has certainly gotten away from that. I think there was an awesome example in this game of when he could have gotten in his head and he didn't. In the fourth inning, uh, man on second, two outs, um, single to left, right? Yep. Bounces a couple times in front of Doogie, brings in the tying run. Doogie makes a decision to send the ball home. Yeah. Not a wonderful decision uh, as uh, the throw is 
obviously late. Runner advances to second, right? Yeah. Just tied up the game. Easy chance for Pavetta to get into his head. And then right after that, uh, that man on second steals third easily. Another uh, another moment for, for Nick to kind of let things get away from him. Finishes that AB and, and strikes out that guy to retire the side and keep it at as a tie game. Uh, I think that was that was a moment where you you could have seen Nick start to unfold a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and you didn't. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree. I think it's he he buckles down better than any of these guys. Like I, I feel mm-hmm. like with pressure with some of the other pitchers, I'm like, eh, maybe these runs are coming in. And you've seen it in some some starts before. Even when Rich Hills had a couple good ones, you know, in Seattle. There, it's going well, and then it's not ah, a tour and homer. And then Oakland, uh, story misses the ball. The runs come in like you can't mm-hmm. hold them. Nick Pavetta buckles down, and you can you can physically see it. Like that that's the thing that's intriguing to me is like you can see him locking in pitch by pitch. Mm-hmm. And so when he screams, it's because it's that intensity, it's that focus mm-hmm. finally just coming out of him, where he's like, "Yeah, that's right. I knew I was gonna strike him out." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, keeps adding coal to the fire with every pitch. 100%. Just keeps throwing fuel on it's, the fire, and it's building and building in him. And yeah, it's I'm telling you, dude, point. it's like the volcano's about to erupt anytime he get When he has two outs, guy mm-hmm. on, it's a one-two count. He doesn't get the call. You know, he's walking to the, the dugout, doesn't get it. He stops, gets the ball back, does this like little walk around the mound, the deep breath, the thing where he brings the glove down over his face, and he's like, I should have got you out there. But I'm getting you out anyway, because I'm Nicky Smooches, and your day's gonna stink, <laughs> and mine's gonna be great. I just love, I love everything about his competitive that's what's nature. Going through his head? That's what's going with all those words are exactly what he says in his head. I just love his competitive nature. I love mm-hmm. everything he he brings to the mound, he brings to his game, and it shows up out there, man. It really does. Like he's a guy. I briefly forgot he was pitching today. Uh. And I, I just I couldn't sleep last night. I got such little sleep, and I showed up like gassed. It was fun to be at the old ball yard for Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to my dad. Uh, got our dads got to meet, which was really cool. Sure that was did. that was neat. Mm. And show up to the park, and I'm like, oh, nice. It's a Nick Pavetta nice. start. Yeah. Like this is cool. Like it's I forgot briefly, and so it was a cool little like gift to get to see Nick Pavetta. I mean, you want to talk about just like a lineup of dudes that you want to see throw the ball. In one game, to go Pavetta, Schreiber, Danish. Those are your guys. Like, Pavetta's are guys. my guy. Pavetta's our guy, but like I, I'm obsessed with Pavetta. Like mm-hmm. I look at Schreiber and Danish as your guys. Oh, you do? I I think you've you attest a lot of guys to me. You assign a lot of guys to well, me. Like, I think Strom is your guy. He's this. He's this guy's your guy. I think it's more Strom. When I think of Strom, I think of you. It, like I yeah, Strom is your guy. guy. Like you're a Strom stand, like in a good way. Um, yeah. I think. I think it, like I, I connect you with the relievers. Like I, was, I just feel like you're like a big relievers. reliever. I think you like relievers. I think you're a big reliever guy. I like having faith in a reliever. I like the feeling a lot of a guy coming out of the bullpen that's like exciting. Like that feeling that you had with Pavetta, where yeah. you forgot who the starter was, and then you have the moment of, oh, I get to see him throw. Cool. Yeah. That's what happens when a good reliever comes out of the pen. You're like, oh, no way. Schreiber's yeah. coming out. Let's go. Yeah, it's like it's like a nice little surprise just thrown into the middle of a game. Uh, but Schreiber Schreiber was awesome, man. He had a great outing today. Uh, oh, he did. He he came out, struck out the side, and then sat back down. 
I know that was <laughs> Which, dude, uh, that was very impressive. That's the kind of thing like what Schreiber did there mm-hmm. is what every manager prays for. It's just come out of the the bullpen in a late inning situation, mm-hmm. boom, 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 sit him down. We get to hit again. It, that that's all you want. And yeah. when it happens, you almost do a double take because you're like, wait, did he just strike out the side? And he's striking out boppers. Mm-hmm. Like he he went. I think he went like one, two, three. It was no, it was two, it's three, possible. four in the lineup. Wow. He had um, Brendan Donovan, mm-hmm. who's no and scrub. Then- He's hitting 315. He's got like a 900 OPS. You got Goldschmidt, who's like the greatest player on the planet, 344,000 OPS. Arenado, who I'm probably more scared of anyone at the plate than him. He just has that little like, Arenado's just got that groove at the plate where it's like, I am going to demolish any mistake. (laughs) I am going to, if you throw anything and you miss your spot, forget about it. It is going to get absolutely crushed. He did that twice in the series. But Mm -hmm. yeah, Schreiber gets a lot of credit, man, for, for coming in there. Tight situation, too. It's 3-1. And eighth inning was just a breeze. And and it made it super easy to then get it to to Vasquez for an enormous home run there Mm -hmm. uh, by Christian Vasquez, which, you know, we'll Mm -hmm. we'll talk about some of the late inning situations. I just want to wrap up on Pavetta. Um, Some stats here for Nicky Smooches. Nick Pavetta, 7-1 with a 177 ERA in his last nine starts. That is so impressive. Opponent batting average of 163. 61 Ks in 61 innings. The only other Red Sox, this is from Justin, this is a JP special. The only other Red Sox in the last 50 years, this is one of those where I'm like, oh, you got to do this, that, the other thing, to throw 60-plus innings, strike out 60-plus batters, and post an ERA as low as 177 in a nine-start span. Only other Sox guys to do that, Pedro, Roger Clemens, Chris Sale, John Lester. So... I care about a stat when it's all studs. Normally that stat then has like Hideo Nomo or something like thrown in there. Um, It's like, you know, John Walsh. And this other guy had this one really great stretch as well. (laughs) No, those are all guys who were were great greats. Yeah, they were great greats. Those guys were great greats. greats. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, I mean, it's it's incredible. And Joey, that leads me to this. And I I am curious... Of your thoughts here. Is Nick Pavetta better than Roger Clemens? Is Nick Pavetta easily better than Pedro Martinez? Mm-hmm. And I think the answer now is yes. And I, and I think it's pretty obvious. I would go as far as to say Pedro would agree that Nicky Smooches is way better than Pedro's prime. No. Is Nick Pavetta going to make the all-star team? Oh. That's a real conversation. This is a guy that in April... He had an April ERA of 8.27, and now it is not crazy to say he could make the all-star team as a starter of the Red Sox. Like, that, that's a little nuts. Now, a lot that has to crazy. happen. Obviously, you got you to gotta keep it rolling. These are the kind of things that normally get you on the all-star team. If you have, like, a 12-start stretch leading into the all-star game of, like, a 1-7 ERA, like, that, that normally gets it. It's not mm. – typically, it's not what you do and. March and April that that gets you on the All Star team. It's it's the stuff that you've seen recently. So and I tweeted it out. Sometimes I'll tweet stuff out just to get a feel for the nation. Uh, like I I just want to know what the fans are thinking. Mm-hmm. And I tweeted it out, and there were not a lot of objections. <laughs> like people were like, "Yeah, like he should he should be an All Star." And I'm like, "Think about that for a second. We are collectively saying that Nick Pavetta should be on the All Star team." <laughs> Like, that's kind of where we're at now, but it's a legitimate conversation to have, which is nuts, Joey. Yeah. I, the only thing that, that 
I mean, two things stick out to me. Yeah. One is that, you know, the season ERA, right? Like, and I think still, like the, the casual voters. Yeah. I just think like when, it's you know, if you're looking five, at a three, five now. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you're looking at the, you know, casual voters, are there enough pitchers that just have better ERAs on the season that, you know, he's not going to make the cut for a lot of casual voters? Yeah. Um, and the other thing being, I don't know that the, the number of pitchers that each league bring, brings to the, to the all-star game. Do you? Uh, no, no, I definitely, yeah. I definitely I, don't know the number. I honestly, what I was using as a reference for this mm-hmm. is Nate Evaldi making the team last year, mm-hmm. and how kind of surprised I was caught off guard by that because we know our players better than anybody. Like, mm-hmm. like Sox fans know Sox players better than anybody, and that that sounds obvious, but like you feel like you have a feel for your starter. But then you kind of know the national side doesn't look at them like that because, like, we're mm-hmm. so in the mix. So with Avaldi, mm-hmm. I was like, eh, yes, he's having a great season. But is he going to make the MLB All-Star game when there's, like, so many other starters and pitchers that could make that? I mm-hmm. am going to pull up some stats because I want to get a comp to what Nathan Avaldi did when he was selected to the All-Star team. Um, so... He probably got announced. When when did he actually Nathan Avaldi? I'll say I'll say this. Yeah. Regardless of of the numbers, I'll say it feels like Pavetta should be rewarded in some way for what he has done. It yeah, like he, he should, should get. He should at least get like a I guess cake is or a better something. way to say. It. He should get a yeah. cake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been good, so maybe we can stop at the store on the way home, get him a toy. <laughs> Yeah, he's been good. Of course, yeah. Pavetta should at least get a toy <laughs> or a treat. Like he, like he should Damn. get, he should get a nice dessert for what he's done. Recently. He's been a good boy. He can get, <laughs> yeah, he can, he can get a prize. Nick, in summary, Nick Pavetta's been a good boy. Yeah, and but- he gets, he's gonna get an extra scoop of ice cream. <laughs> There, yeah, there's the quote card. Nick, in summary, Nick Pavetta's been a good boy. He gets a prize. <laughs> that would look so but, weird. There's some it. kind of a, yeah. You, we can't not actually do that. <laughs> no, but I'm saying he does deserve some kind of acknowledgement or something. Yes. You know, and I think I think just from a feel standpoint, I I feel like he deserves this. So yes. So yeah. for for a little comp here, Nathan Avaldi, they they announced the Sox guys. I think on July fourth, the Sox starters that they had five All Star starters or All Stars last year, mm. um, and at that point when he was announced, <clears throat> had a cop there. Nathan Avaldi had a three four one ERA, a nine and four record, and an opponent batting average of two fifty six. Okay. As of right now, Nick Pavetta has a 350. He's seven. Actually, it's even, it's even lower than that because I'm looking at reference. I got to get what's his actual. Please hold, folks. Folks, I know you can hold on, folks. Folks, folks. 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 He has a 331 with a seven and five record. And opponent average is probably. It's gonna be harder to find the opponent average because that's not on the. Uh, I'll probably be in a splits, but heading into today, opponent average of two oh five. Oh, so his numbers are right there with what got Nathan Avaldi into the All Star game last better. year. So yeah. yeah, they're better. So I I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. Um, I think another another factor for it is like what what starts does he have coming up? 
the fact that this was against the Cardinals matters. You know, it's against a really good lineup. You gave up one run in seven innings, had to buckle down, had four walks by the third inning, ended with 10 Ks, gave up no runs after that play that you're talking about there where Verdugo throws home. Mm -hmm. You look at the rest of the games he would have, he'd probably have a couple more starts before they would potentially announce him on the All-Star team. That would be against the Guardians, the Cubs, I believe, Mm. and then the maybe the Yankees. There's a chance, though, that Pavetta only has starts left against the Guardians and the Cubs, which, which really you gotta means assume. you got to assume that would maybe go well. Yeah, I think Nick Pavetta is an All Star, and I can't believe it. But like everyone's on board, and it's just it, it's I'm having fun here. <laughs> this is that's awesome. It's just yeah. fun that it's like a real conversation that he can make I'd, the All Star team. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought to spark that conversation. You yeah, know? it just hit me today. I'm like, wait a second. Let's let's dive into the numbers, and you know yeah. he's. His dominance has led us to this point of like this being a real conversation. Like Nick mm-hmm. Pavetta might just make the All Star team, and it's insane that that's not insane. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it it's is. it's it's just nuts. So April ERA eight two seven, May ERA two one one, June ERA two, and even two this month. So shout out Nick Pavetta. Shout that out was Nick Pavetta. he's he's one of those guys, man. That it's like. I'm pumped I got him. You know, I get to see him today. Like, this is, I get to see Nikki Smooch's pitch. Uh, Neil Diamond at the ballpark, st- Joey. That, that, was, that was, yep. Yeah, that was, yeah, take it away, Joey. <laughs> set, the, set the scene. Um, well, hold on. Before we get there, can we, could just a couple other little bullet points on today before we go back to yesterday's game? 100%. Is that all right? Yeah, let's just, do it. Just two seconds here. Yep. Um, Danish, I know that. I'm the reliever guy. I have to be the one talking about the relievers. Uh, Tyler Danish let up three runs today, Steve. Uh, he's only given up three runs in one other appearance before today. Yeah. Uh, it was May 17th. It was against the Astros, uh, and he had gone over two innings in that appearance. He was uh, at two and a third innings when that happened. So um, all things considered, this is like the worst outing that he's ever had, and it was all on a one three-run homer. That so, ball was roped. It was thing, gone in a moment's notice. If that hit someone, they would be dead. I jokingly said to your dad, like, whoa, 120 off the bat. And your dad <laughs> was like, like, oh, wow, 120, huh? Like, he thought I saw <laughs> yeah, it somewhere. It was believable yeah. that it was yeah. 120. <laughs> yeah. I just made up a number, and he was like, oh, like that sounds like a believable number. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, I mean, it was gone in an instant. Um, but it was just one swing. So, I mean, uh, Danish... Um, is still Danish. Uh, another big thing that happened today. Speaking of home runs, Steve is Trevor Story. I know Trevor Story hit a bomb. Congratulations, Trevor Story. Now Oppo bomb, Oppo, Oppo bomb. You don't see a lot of those from Trevor. From no, T-Rev. you don't. Now T Rev, I hate that I so know. much. I just want to say because you hate it. <laughs> um, uh, Trevor Story had been struggling. We tried to talk about how Trevor Story had been struggling. And who interrupted us, Steve, over and over again? Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. And then in this series, Neil Diamond shows up in person, sings Sweet Caroline, and then (laughs) Trevor Story decides he's going to start hitting bombs again. I don't know what kind of dark magic's going on as far as that goes, but that makes me feel a little bit uneasy. The for those who weren't there, 
when Neil Diamond uh, serenaded the Fenway mm. crowd, mm. Um, there was no announcement prior. There was no, no <laughs> nobody knew that he was there. And then the lead in from the PA announcer was, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, there is a fan in attendance tonight who has earned the right to lead the crowd in Sweet Caroline. And I was like, oh, is it like a military member? Is it yeah. the mayor? Is it, who is it? It's Mark Wahlberg. And, and I jokingly thought to myself, like, what is it, Neil Diamond? What do you got, Neil Diamond in the crowd? Where it began. And then there he goes. There's Neil up in the truly deck. <laughs> he was on the Sam deck. I think it was he. Oh, I yeah. thought he was on the on the truly deck. Yeah, there's a bunch but of decks now. There's a lot of decks. He was on he was boozing on one of the decks. Yeah. They were they were definitely having a fun night. We'll put it that way. Um Yeah. Whoever that was that was singing along with Neil, you don't need to do that again. You can just yeah, Joey, Neil, I think so. that's you know, at the end of the day, Neil Neil uh, did his best. And mm-hmm. He had another guy with him that's like, stop singing over Neil. Like, Neil Diamond is singing Sweet Caroline at Fenway Park. Joey, I'm going to speak for you right now. Mm-hmm. We're not big Sweet Caroline guys at the part. Like, what's um, your, oh, in, in a good situation, I'm, I'm all for it. You know, in the wild okay. card game, the AL wild card game, I sang along. Okay, that's fine. I'm not as like mm-hmm. super anti as everybody else, but there are times where it's like they're down 10 to 1. There's so many dopes right. out there that just don't get it. Like, Oh, dude, you're down 10-1. What are you playing, Sweet Caroline? What are you doing? Wake up. What are you doing? It's like they're going to play it every time. I, it's it, just it, How do you not get your brain past that? Like it, They're going to play Sweet Caroline every eighth inning, so just shut up. Like It's, it's going to happen. Like it, it, this would be Felger would always lose his mind about this. I, I, I can't believe it, and I'm sorry, but it's ridiculous. I cannot – like, dude – it's they're gonna play Sweet Caroline. That's just it's, that's how it works. Look, there's a lot of folks that come to Fenway Park once a year, once every five exactly. years. They want to hear the song. Okay, it's part and they of being wanna, there. They want to get their phones out and record themselves. Like, I, it's sure. fine. It's fine. Right. It doesn't but, mean I want to hear it when I'm we're down ten <laughs> one. But I know it is a little tough it's when it's a blowout. Yeah, and yeah. there weren't you know people had gone home. It was a cold night, dude. Cold series. My God, it was freezing. What are we doing? It's mid June weather. Figure it out. But. It, it was it, the guy just had need to stop jumping all over him. It's like let, let him sing the song. It's you don't need two people. And it was funny because he was like speaking. He wasn't singing. The the other guy, like the non Neil Diamond guy, was just like good times never seem so good. Like it's like dude, you can't sing. <laughs> stop stop singing. I can't sing it. No you got to know your strengths and weaknesses. Let Neil Diamond do it. But uh, that was funny. Quite a surprise, Joey. We'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. And we were up hanging on the monster, and we're like. What we looked at each other like, what's going on right now? And I think it was it immediately after Hansel Robles had just given up like uh, it was 11, it, it, I, 13 runs. Well, it was the eighth inning, so they were already getting crushed. I think Hansel was yeah, running yeah, the sixth, yeah. but they're getting smoked. I mean, I think they struck the game out was pool. over. Yeah, they had pool holes come in uh, to pinch hit, and I think it was Davis. Shout out to Austin Davis, by the way. He just like eight pitches, yeah. and you know with. Was did one for the team. T- did a solid for the team on Saturday. He did one for the team. He did one for the team, and and then you know he strikes out Pujols. It was a great at bat. It was like a fifteen pitch at bat. Forty two year old Albert just still fighting through the machine. 
And then, yeah, like what you just said, like there's a fan that's earned the right to lead us. I'm like, what? <laughs> I honestly thought it was just going to be some like celebrity. Yeah. And, well, I, I mean, Neil Diamond is, but I, I more meant like I thought it was going to be like Marky Mark or something. Like we got, you know, yeah. Matt Damon's here. Um, so it was a, it was quite a surprise. It was like, where it began. It was like, crazy. Oh, we're doing this. It was, that was crazy. That was yeah, it was, it was, it was in such a weird time of the of the game and of the series because like you said like when Pujols came up everybody was just rooting for him to hit a bomb it's like look the game is over yeah I want to see Pujols hit a home run at Fenway I do I want to I think everyone would have been down with that I don't think anyone would have hated that exactly it was like the game is over like we're just all trying to get there we're having a good time by the way a little side note that we forgot to mention in game three of this series uh, Pujols started the game yeah. And then yeah, he was the starting pitcher of this game. Yeah, that uh, would have been awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was in he was like in the lineup at the beginning of the game and then he got pinch hit for for his final at bat, which was like unless he's hurt, like put him in like it's his final A B at Fenway. What are we doing? Like, it it made no sense. I mean the the cards end up like, you know, making it a tight game with the homer there. But sure, I guess I think whoever yeah. pinch hit for him walked. But like mm-hmm. if you're gonna have pools as the DH He's. I mean, I don't, I don't think he he did anything today. I think he had a couple of Ks, and uh, yeah, over three with three strikeouts. He was actually very bad today. Oh, but he's hitting two hundred. It's yeah. No, it's, I mean, everyone everyone knows the deal. All right, everyone knows the deal. If you're gonna have him in the lineup, like just keep him in that spot. At the time, mm-hmm. it was I think six to one, and you're you're pinch hitting for him. It's like what are you doing now? Any you know people listening that are. All the Cardinals fans that are tuning in right now, it's like, well, the game's not over. I know, I know the game's not over, but it's not like Pujols is a scrub. Even though he's 42, like he can still hit, and you still have a chance of him getting on. It's not going to be that much better with a pinch hitter, and I think the moment matters more for a mid-June game than to you know mm-hmm. to not have him up there. Because I, I was doing the I was doing the math, Joey. I was going down their lineup and being like, all right, we got one more Pujols at bat. I think that'll be a decent ovation, and and instead they pinch it for him. In the Cardinals manager's defense, that I, I definitely knew his name before looking it up, um, he probably realized that there are a lot of Cardinals fans there, but it's not like Pujols has some great tie to Fenway. Like It's not like he's got historical moments here. It's more that he's a legendary player that's just playing his last game at a legendary park. It's not... It's not like both of them had great moments together. So mm-hmm. I think the ovations were kind of whatever. Um, the ceremony on Saturday was cool. Having Poppy come out. Poppy gets the people going. The Sox know how to play the hits. They're like, let's have David Ortiz come out. He'll have a five from the monster. He'll do his, my boy, my man, my man. Like, he, you know, he chops it up with his guy. And, you know, him and Pujols go way back. Uh, they came into the league around similar times. So I, I get it. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I was a little surprised. I thought it was going to be a little more of like a Albert targeted weekend. It was, but I still expected maybe a little bit more. But the ceremony was mm-hmm. cool. The Red Sox are really good with ceremonies. They did a cool job with that on Saturday. But yeah, Joey, I think we were kind of robbed of the last day B today. Yeah, I think the reason or one of the reasons that it didn't feel quite as poo-holesy this weekend is that he's not an everyday guy, you know, and that he's not going out the same way, you know, like Poppy's final season, Jeter's yeah. final season. It's not the same level of contribution to the team. It's just kind of that Albert 
wanted to stick around. You know, he wanted his final year with the cards. It felt like a like a farewell tour kind of contract. Like, yeah. yeah. No, it did. I mean, this is... I remember kind of a dumb comparison, but like when Kobe re-signed with the Lakers, I was like, oh, okay, that's like a hat tip to Kobe, and he's going to stick around and end his career here. Like, this is a hat mm-hmm. tip to Pujols. It's like, here you go. You know, you... Came up mm-hmm. in St. Louis. You get to retire here. Everyone gets to give you a gift. It's also a farewell tour that everyone can get behind. I mean, Pujols is the easiest. He, he has a chance to be unanimous uh, mm-hmm. for the Hall of Fame. So it's oh, like, yeah. I, I got to say, Joe, I, I just love, I love legend farewells. <laughs> like, oh, I, yeah, it's, me too. It's one of the best. It's like, there's just an element of like, we love this game. You meant so much to it. Here's a number from the Green Monster. <laughs> I think he might be. I think he might be the last guy that's from my legit childhood, because uh, yeah. he came in in '01, right? Uh, yeah, the, I believe so. Yeah, I think it was yeah. that was his rookie year. So I start. I was five years old. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, the, your whole I, baseball I, life, Pujols has been playing. Yeah, exactly. So you know, standing in the backyard, swinging a bat, pretending to be Albert Pujols. So. Uh, definitely the last guy. I mean, I was also doing that with Vladimir Guerrero Sr. Senior. So yeah. that says how long it has been. Now, water balloon over your head, water <laughs> gun pointed right, right between your peepers. Yep, yep. How old is Albert Pujols? He's 42. How old is Albert Pujols? 42. You, Why you did this he's... come up? I had tweeted something of like Pujols hitting bombs at the age of 42. Why is everyone? Did I miss some trend where like he lied about his age? Yeah, yeah, that happened. Yeah. When did that happen? I I missed it. Uh, when it was like I think it was when he uh, signed his contract with the Angels. I think he openly said like, "Oh, I'm not actually like 36 or however old he was then." He what? was like, "Yeah, I think he openly said like, oh yeah, no, that's not actually because he I think he was 16 when he signed. He was like how 15. Old? So or how 16. old do you think he is? Uh, 39. What? I'd say, yeah. I think he's 39, 40. That's crazy. When it's I, one when of those, I like, international... It said, when, it, when it said 42, it didn't feel right. It, it doesn't feel... Like, 42 is Rich Hill. Like, that feels right. Albert Pujols does not look in his 40... I mean, not that you just, like, flip a switch one no, day or whatever. No, he's ripped. We, he looks good, yeah. but He looks um, good, yeah. It, it, I mean, those rumors are always going to kind of circulate with a young stud, especially an international player. Like, yeah, it, that's just like those rumors are going to circulate, especially from that time period from, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. That was, I mean, that was right around Danny Almonte era. Yeah. That was, it was happening in the little league world series. So like, I would understand why mm-hmm. you'd, t- you'd cut any corner to get to the bigs. Of course I get it. Yeah. But this was, this was like an actual report from, from some league insider who was like, yeah, no, Albert just told me directly. Like, yeah, I'm not 37. <laughs> <laughs> kind of hilarious honestly yeah. it's like what the hell uh but yeah that was that was a cool series man i i love nolan arenado i do he's just so good he's so smooth his swing is perfect he's got this little like bop in his stance and he's got this little pep in his step very confident player but not cocky that's a fine line mm-hmm. and he, j- he just looks like a ball player like i just love watching him play the game more than anyone else that's not on the red sox and I've always wanted him to be on the Red Sox. And this is as close as he's going to get. It's hitting home runs at Fenway, but for a different team. Yeah, It's pretty cool that over the course of like a month, um, you and me both got to see our favorite non-Red Sox players 
come to Fenway. Yeah. That are who's, not remind me, who's here. yours? I thought yours was Vladdy. Uh, yeah, I guess like the new era would be Vladdy, but it's been Votto. For, oh, yeah, for yeah, 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 my, yeah, yeah, yeah. I named myself after him, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when you were. I remember when you were born. You're like, I'm, I'm Joey because of Joey Votto, who's not even on the Reds yet, but he will yeah, be. But he will be. And you're probably and thinking, why good. does it even matter about some guy on the Reds? Like you're getting born in New England. And I'm like, no, no, you'll get it. He's gonna be like good, <laughs> and then he's gonna be not so good for a little bit, but then he'll change his approach and he'll get better. Yeah, that's how that's That'll gonna work. Sure. Um, any yeah. other thoughts from the series? This is a fun series, Joey. It, w- it was. It was. I kind of anticipated there to be a different buzz with this series, and there was. You had the mm. national game on Saturday, Ken Rosenthal in the building. He's a busy man, bro. He's I he's like always him. going around interviewing JD, um, Arenado, Pujols, all these guys. He's he's a hard worker. I'll never forgive him for breaking the <laughs> Alex Rodriguez news during it, game four of the 07 yeah. World Series. I will never forgive him for that. It was the eighth inning. And he's like, A-Rod's going to opt out or whatever. I'm like, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was, what was it? Sign a big deal with the Yankees? I don't know. It was some Yankee. It was garbage. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. But, yeah, he's a hard worker is what I'm trying yeah. to say. And uh, What a hard turn there. That you're like, he's a hard worker. I really like him. He's all over the place. He's great. It's always good to see him. I'll never forgive him. <laughs> <laughs> what? Ken Rosenthal is great. He stinks, though. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta remember that. Like, what are we not forgiving him for? Holy cow! Um, no, he's yeah, a little no, guy. He's a little guy. He's yeah. He's listen. I would love a, to keep Ken Rosenthal in my shirt pocket. Let me tell you yeah, that, and bring him around and help him interview people. He's a nice little man. Small uh, little man, that Ken Rosenthal. <laughs> nice small little man. Nice small man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no other thoughts from this series, bro. Um, yeah. Obviously, pitching uh, in game one was. What it was pitching in game two is what it was. Shout out Michael Walker, right? Oh, um, Walker love. Yeah, a little give a little Walker love. I think sure. that was my only prediction. He'll have a good start against his former team, and he did. And yeah, yeah love Michael Walker. We'll take after his next start. We'll do a more deeper dive into Walker and the numbers and just the vibes. But they're great right now. I'll tell you that much. Big time, big time. The weather stunk. That was my last thought. The weather was not fun at all. It was freezing. Yeah, so no, you're correct. Let's clean that up. Series MVP. Didn't forget this time. No. It is wanna, series MVP time. Do you want to actually hold on? I'm gonna gonna just quick pause. Yeah. Um, do you wanna do you wanna toss it to break before we do the MVPs? Before we do the series MVP, we are gonna take a quick break on inside the monster. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. 
Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are back. Series MVP time on Inside the Monster. It's been fun to do these series MVPs, Joey. It's not like we forget every time. No, I look forward to it. But I'm just saying that wasn't even meant to be a joke. It's five straight series wins. I forgot 
that we even had this as part of the show for a while there. They would just lose series to stay in shape. It was getting embarrassing, and now they're finally finding their rhythm and beating good teams. And it's this is a series they would have lost easily earlier in the season. So yeah, glad to see absolutely. them get the dub. And Joey, I'm going to toss it to you. Who was your series MVP? Um, want to give an honorable mention first here. That's fair. Uh, and that's Rafael Devers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I want to give my non-honorable mention. This is this is a fun little thing that I've been kind of half sprinkling in. Yeah. Uh, 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 JD had a tough series. He went one for twelve. Uh, but my series MVP is a man. <laughs> this is who my favorite part of this segment is. It's <laughs> always my series MVP is a man. It's a guy this time. It's a girl. It's Tessie. Hey, hey. it's gonna be a dude. <laughs> who this time? It's a dude. Who needed an icon in the building to remind him. That he's uh well that he's also an icon in the building. It's Trevor Story, three for nine with a homer. Welcome back. Welcome back, Trevor Story. Back, Trevor. Series MVP, a homer. I think that one's uh, fair. I think that's a good pick. Yeah, important homer today. Get mm-hmm. the boys going a little bit, and then they hung out. They chilled, and they're like, "Wait, we should probably get some more runs." And then they got more runs. Yeah. My series MVP is the guy that got the game-winning runs. What ended up being the game difference in runs on Sunday. Joey, I'm giving it to Christian Vasquez. Are you? I'm now? giving. I'm giving series, and and here's my Didn't logic. Did he only play in two games? Didn't? Yeah. Pull here's. I'm I'm the king of giving series MVP the guy that had like one swing. So here's here's my logic. If okay. Vasquez doesn't hit that home run, now you could probably make the argument that Hauk is just in there from the beginning, and it's not Danish when they had the six-one lead. I get it, but if let's just just play along with me here. Okay. If Christian Vasquez doesn't hit that home run. First mm-hmm. off, there's a lot less breathing room. It's three to one going in the ninth inning, and God knows this is always a grind and a half in the ninth mm-hmm. inning for the 2022 Boston Red Sox. But yeah, he doesn't hit that. Let's say the Cardinals take the lead. Talk about how different this show would have been if the Cardinals won in the ninth inning and won the series, and the Sox are just like, what the hell just happened to us? Like, how did we, we almost did it on Friday and then we did blow it on Sunday? So avoiding that chaos keeping the streak of series wins going with five straight. And Christian Vasquez just deserves more credit for who he is. I mean, it's he kind of gets lost in the mix on the Red Sox. I forget about him half the time. Not like that, but just like, like oh, right. It not, no, that was aggressive. I more mean, oh, right, he can hit a bomb. Like, that. Right. this is a guy that can hit a clutch homer. When he comes up, I'm always just like, oh, yeah, it's, it's Vasquez, whatever. Like, I, I was recording the story at bat before. And then I didn't record for, for Vasquez. I didn't have the tinkles at all. And then he goes mm-hmm. deep. So enormous home run. Obviously, you would want the bullpen to be a little cleaner there and, and for Apple Danish to not give up the, the three-run Johnson. But, you know, that, that home run made a big difference, and it has us at ease right now, Joey, which Absolutely. is nice. Yeah, yeah my, my dad's favorite player. I've mentioned that a handful of times on here. Yeah. And uh, my, so my dad got to watch uh, a Vasquez home run today. And the last time me and my dad went to a game together, well, that Vasquez got a little postseason ding dong. Postseason if dong, you Johnson might remember. Won the game. They call it a walk off home run. So yeah, I mean that is actually crazy to to go to two games 
months apart and to, I mean in different seasons and Vasquez gets a home run in both of them. Three run shot both times. That's true. That's Didn't even think about that. Yeah. So shout out Christian Vasquez making my dad's day. Real quick on Chris Sale. Christopher Allen Sale is starting his rehab assignment basically today. Two starts with the Sea Dogs, two starts with the Woo Sox. Hopes to return to the rotation around July 16th, the middle of July, around the All-Star break. If I'm the Sox, by the way, just just let the All-Star break happen, right? If, it, yeah. if it's the difference between before or after, just have it be after. I don't, I don't know why. Right. You'd want to race into it. I understand everything's based off of how you line up starts and, you know, time everything out. But I'd rather they just come out of that all-star game that has like 40 billion socks in it mm-hmm. and just have them pitch then, which would be especially because you have a homestand after the all-star break. You host the Blue Jays, host the Guardians, host the Brewers. Those are big games. That's a yeah. big homestand right yep. after the all-star break. I would have Chris Sale starting one of those games that weekend. <laughs> I would have him do them all. I would have Chris Dale start every game from July 22nd to July 31st, and then you head to Houston. That that should be the plan. So mm-hmm. that'll do it, though. Well, we got closing thoughts. We got closing thoughts, and um, the, these, are the little, these are the final thoughts of the show, but definitely I would say these are the most important thoughts of the show for me today. And as I gave my mom a shout-out for Mother's Day, Got to give my dad a shout out for Father's Day. My dad's the absolute greatest. Brought him to the ballpark today. Super pumped our dads got to meet. New England dads are the best, man. I mean, they just they've been they've been shoveling for years. They've been through they've been through the tough stuff here. I think if my dad had it his way, he would not live here. <laughs> you know, it would be. I think a lot of New England dads. It's like, well, I grew up here, so I'm here. Like this is how this works. But um, no, it's just the best, man. I mean, I I know I said it a couple episodes ago, but my parents are great. And, you know, they've supported the hell out of me and my brothers and have have definitely paved the way for a a super comfortable existence. And I, I know that's not always the case with everybody. And, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be here without my dad. You know, it's I, I, I basically am now doing what he would have loved to do. And I go into every show like, let's make my dad proud. Obviously, mom, too. But like dad, you know, go socks. That, that's my, my dad's a socks guy. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to make sure I have takes that he's like, ah, good point, Stephen. <laughs> you know, that was, that was a good point on that podcast of yours. That's what I'm always hoping for. So, mm-hmm. shout out That's to you, Dad. Hu- You're the best. Talk about a huge compliment is just when your dad goes like. Hey, yeah, I think you're right. Oh, I heard what you that said about that thing, good. and I agree. I'm always like, yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, good one. <laughs> Let's go. And then I then you know, anytime he says that, I repeat that that stat and that fact for like a month. I'm like, and I actually have to go back to a point I made about about Garrett Whitlock. Because my dad said it was good. My dad said this was actually a pretty good point. <laughs> so I'm gonna repeat it, and it's that Whitlock <laughs> yeah. should be in the bullpen, like everyone else is saying. But yeah, shout out dad. Your closing thought here, Joey. You're like, I am not shouting out my dad. No. Uh, no. Your dad's uh, cool, man. I'm, I'm glad I got to meet your dad. I love that he... It's Lou, right? It's Lou, yeah. I love that he said, hey, nice to meet you, Lou Capone. As, as if I wouldn't know his last <laughs> name's Capone. I thought that was funny. Yeah, well, yeah. He, he's a, he's a, a formal dude. That, that That's pop for you. Yes. Uh, he said to me after, when we left, he goes, I didn't realize Steve was so young. Oh, whoa. That's great. I love hearing yeah. that. <laughs> I think. I was like, wait, is that was, good? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Like, what did you think? What do you think I was 50? 50? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. 
I think I think he like thought that you were like uh like that you'd been around for longer than you've been. <laughs> I guess that's what older means, but you know what I mean. No, like, I know, in, I know. In radio and whatnot, I was like, I was like, I told you he was doing a podcast with 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 Barstool before. Yeah, this yeah. Pop. Do you think they? I mean, you know, they have a couple have older folks, but not folks many. I mean, it's no. it's really just like Portnoy's dad, but. Yeah, um, I thought you'd like to hear that. In all honesty, I love uh, hearing that. Are you kidding yeah. me? No, that's awesome. I, I had some dude say I looked like I was 26 this weekend, so I'm your age, Joey. Wow, I'll he, take it. My dad was handing out compliments too, because when I got in the car, Bradford was right there, our good pal Rob Bradford. Yeah, and he's like, "That's Bradford. Where's the rest of them?" Uh, <laughs> he's like, "Wow, he looks great. Like, he looks good." Throwing compliments, that <laughs> Father's Day got you feeling good. He's feeling himself, right? It's Father's Day. He's like, (laughs) this is my day. I'm going to give back a little bit. You know, everyone's saying happy day to me. Oh, good job losing weight. You look young, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Here, have a flower. Just walking around the street. Hey, you want want a couple chips? Yeah, no, it's, uh, (laughs) that's that's definitely good to hear. I would say one thing, Joey, Mm -hmm. in terms of looking younger than than you are, the Mm -hmm. only tip I have Mm. is just face lotion, man. You need the face routine. Mm. I got a face wash and then a face lotion on top of that like mm. twice a day. And I think I'm just going to I'm I'm just going to stay looking young for so long, bro. Like you know how young I am, bro? Like it's I'm so young, bro. Uh, I never understood I the people that like hate saying their age. Like shut up. Like who cares? Yeah. And I, I not to call out the entire, you know, other gender, <laughs> but who cares how old you are? Just say how old you are. We're like this, this, Um, the place we live on is like billions of years old. We all exist at the same time. Just say how many years you have. It's not a ton compared to how long we've been here. I don't give a damn. Compared to the earth, I'm not that old. I know. know, I'm not saying, I I didn't mean to say it like that. I'm more just like, if you're 40, if you're 45, you're 45. Who cares? Like, I, I hate when people are like, oh, you know, makes me feel, you know, just, just shut up. It's, we're all here. We're all living. Let's have some fun. Socks yep. are winning games. It's a great time to be alive. I think I'm going to catch up to you with with age looks. I don't think I look that much younger than you now anyway, especially not with the mustache going yeah, on Yeah, the right stash now. makes you look actually yeah. maybe older than me, uh, yeah. honestly. Yeah. But like, you're going to keep doing the creams or whatever. I stopped using my <laughs> creams. Creams or whatever. I got I got creams. When I, when lotions, I started this man. gig, I was like, I'm going to be on camera. I got to look pretty. I'm going to put I, – I got like an eye – undarkening thing and then i was yeah. like i'm not gonna and it just sits in the drawer and i do all the things i smoke cigarettes i drink you shouldn't beer. you should stop doing that don't, don't no i shouldn't cigarettes. those things make you feel good and oh, i don't they also make you look older yeah and uh they make yeah. your insides a, a a big old thing of garbage oh, my, my insides feel terrible don't even talk about my insides my infu- uh, yeah don't, insides don't terrible smoke the, don't smoke the cigs no don't i mean i'm not advising folks. people do it steve what i'm saying is i'm talking i'm telling you made up don't smoke cigs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you um no i hear but you. happy father's day everybody to the dads out there that's my closing thought especially mine that's my closing thought yeah, I love that. That was really yep. good. The socks are buzzing, Thanks. man. I know Hell I know yeah. the bullpen concerns remain, which is fine, but Chris Sale should be back in a month. You can move Whitlock back to the bullpen. Tanner Houck is likely feeling more comfortable in a potential closer role. Mm-hmm. Times are fun. Times are fun, and I really want it to feel like summer at Fenway. Enough with this cold weather. That was not fun at all, but the team's buzzing. Five straight series wins, and yeah, that'll that'll do it for the series recap. Next time you hear us will hopefully be very soon. We'll be previewing 
the Red Sox Tigers series. The Detroit Tigers come to town. Joey, I always say you can never guarantee a sweep, but by golly, I want to guarantee one for this series coming up at Fenway Park. But that'll do it for episode 26, the Wade Boggs episode. For Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralco, Sox Kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. Mm-hmm.